In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to Pointing to the Saviour of the World on this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. All three readings today teach us a great deal about the gift of wisdom and find some unity around the theme of the right attitude to adopt towards the future. The first reading, which speaks of wisdom as a personification of God, describes how the spirit of wisdom is eager to enter into our lives. She is always close by, sitting at our gates, waiting for us to greet her, so that she may richly bless our lives. What better response could we make to the promise of wisdom than that in the responsorial psalm? My soul is thirsting for you, O God, my God. St. Paul in the second reading tells the Thessalonians to prepare themselves for the kingdom and that only the alert and the vigilant, those with wisdom, can experience God coming into their lives. In St. Matthew's Gospel, Jesus gives us a classic example of wisdom and the lack of it. He uses a cautionary yet humorous parable to stress the importance of remaining prepared and hopeful for the coming of the Lord into our lives. Dear friends, we are all invited to the banquet of the Lord, and yet we can become complacent about the abundant riches that our faith can bring. So let us pray this week for true wisdom and a spirit of hopeful, joyful longing for the Lord, so that we may be fully ready to greet him when he comes into our life. And may his divine wisdom light our way to the eternal wedding celebration to which we are called. from the book of wisdom wisdom is bright and does not grow dim by those who love her she is readily seen and found by those who look for her quick to anticipate those who desire her she makes herself known to them watch for her early and you will have no trouble you will find her sitting at your gates even to think about her is understanding fully grown. Be on the alert for her and anxiety will quickly leave you. She herself walks about looking for those who are worthy of her and graciously shows herself to them as they go in every thought of theirs coming to meet them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. For you my soul is thirsting, O God my God. 
For you my soul is thirsting, O God, my God. O God, you are my God, for you I long. For you my soul is thirsting, my body pines for you, like a dry, weary land without water. For you my soul is thirsting, O God, my God. So I gaze on you in the sanctuary, to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life, my lips will speak your praise. For you my soul is thirsting, O God, my God. So I will bless you all my life, in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be filled as with a banquet, my mouth shall praise you with joy. For you my soul is thirsting, O God, my God. On my bed I remember you, on you I muse through the night. For you have been my help, in the shadow of your wings I rejoice. For you my soul is thirsting, O God, my God. reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. We want you to be quite certain, brothers, about those who have died, to make sure that you do not grieve about them, like the other people who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again, and that it will be the same for those who have died in Jesus. God will bring them with him. We can tell you this from the Lord's own teaching, that any of us who are left alive until the Lord's coming will not have any advantage over those who have died. At the trumpet of God, the voice of the archangel will call out the command and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died in Christ will be the first to rise. And then those of us who are still alive will be taken up into the clouds, together with them, to meet the Lord in the air. So we shall stay with the Lord forever. With such thoughts, as these you should comfort one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. Stay awake and stand ready because you do not know the hour when the Son of Man is coming. Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told this parable to his disciples. The kingdom of heaven will be like this. 
Ten bridesmaids took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were sensible. The foolish ones did take their lamps, but they brought no oil. Whereas the sensible ones took flasks of oil as well as their lamps. The bridegroom was late and they all grew drowsy and fell asleep. But at midnight there was a cry. The bridegroom is here. Go out and meet him. At this, all those bridesmaids woke up and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish ones said to the sensible ones, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. But they replied, There may not be enough for us and for you. You had better go to those who sell it and buy some for yourselves. They had gone off to buy it when the bridegroom arrived. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding hall and the door was closed. The other bridesmaids arrived later. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you solemnly, I do not know you. So stay awake because you do not know either the day or the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, imagine that you get a call from a lawyer telling you that you are the main beneficiary of your great uncle Raymond's will. Now, everyone had said that Raymond was more than a bit eccentric and rather avoided him, even his own three boys but you always had a great relationship with him you went out of your way to visit him joke with him and so forth you knew uncle ray was rich but no one expected him to leave his, in his inheritance to you it turns out that great uncle Ray gave all to you. But in his typical fashion, he had certain rules. Every day for a year, you would receive $86,400. The money would be administered by, the, by lawyers. You had to spend the $86,400 every day. You couldn't withdraw it to save it and you had to show receipts for how you spent the money. At the end of each day, whatever you did not spend would be removed from your account. The next day, you would start with a fresh 
$86,400. I am sure that you and I would find some really creative things to do with the money. But what would you do with your money? Mm. Now, let's return to reality. Every day, we are given 86,400 seconds to use wisely. Remember wisdom? Every night, God writes off as lost whatever portion of this time we have not used well or have wasted. In the bank of time, there are no balances, no overdrafts. Each day, a new account is open for us. Each night, what remains is written off, lost, gone forever. The 86,400 seconds allocated to you and I every day have to be invested in commodities that will hold their value from day to day, quarter to quarter, year to year and beyond. These commodities are lasting values like justice, compassion, kindness, patience, cheerfulness, forgiveness, love, just to name but a few. Dear friends, in today's gospel reading, there were five wise virgins and five foolish ones. The five foolish virgins squandered their time. The five wise virgins made the best use of every moment. The wise virgins entered into the banquet of the master's love. The foolish virgins were too busy wasting time to be ready for their master's return. They were locked out of the celebration. How much time do you and I have left? We really don't know. Recently, we have had deaths in our communities, sudden illnesses and people just dropping dead. Young people, people in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s. Some just a few months after their, their diagnosis. We would like to think that sudden death happens to other people and that this could not happen to any of us. But it does. One of the characteristics of a well-developed and mature human being is that they possess wisdom. Wisdom can be described as that ability to make the best choice with the best outcome in every situation. Wisdom is not the same as prudence which is characterized by safety and security. Wisdom is open to a certain amount of risk, as long as that risk is for the sake of a greater good. Wisdom is willing to accept the consequences of failure. In some cases, wisdom means acting quickly. In other cases, it means waiting patiently for something to develop. The crucial difference between the wise and the foolish in the parable has to do not with staying awake, 
but with having sufficient oil. Foreseeing that the bridegroom might delay, the wise bridesmaids brought flasks of oil, while the foolish neglected the task. Even though they all succumbed to sleep, only the wise had made the proper preparations. Salvation involves more than simply joining the wedding party. Let me illustrate. Several years ago, a pastor murdered his wife. Not realising who had committed the crime, the community naturally felt sorry for the widower. However, an investigation identified the husband himself as the murderer. The news shocked the town. But some members of the congregation had a curious reaction. They said that since the minister had accepted Christ as his saviour, his salvation was assured, no matter what he did. Now, I do not want to scoff at those who believe their justification is a once and for all event. They have their reasons. However, even though it is reassuring to feel one's salvation is guaranteed, I do not think the Bible gives mortals such assurances. Today's parable points to something more than initial acceptance. We have to maintain a supply of oil so that we can trim or prepare our lamps when the bridegroom returns. Dear friends, a man does not get up and say, well, looks like a good day to murder my wife. A lot of neglect prepares for such an act, clinging to grievances, laziness in communication, small and perhaps large infidelities may be involved. Similarly, no one performs an heroic deed without small decisions paving the way. Today's parable makes clear that you cannot just hand on salvation to another person like an inheritance. The wise virgins may appear selfish for not sharing their oil, but in reality, they could do nothing else. For us Christians, there is only one way to have sufficient oil for our lamps. And that way is through prayer. No one else can do it for you. You have to know him and he has to know you. I cannot give it to you, your parents, your siblings, your friends cannot give it to you. That's why the wise virgin said no to the foolish ones. They were not stingy. They would have loved to share. But each person must go personally to Christ. As Saint Afonso's Liguori once said, Those who pray are certainly saved. Those who do not pray are certainly lost. Our lamps must be full 
and burning when the Lord returns. Sisters and brothers in Christ, God's love is better than life, so we present our prayers to him. For all who are called to leadership in the church, that their work may be blessed and bear abundant fruit. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For leaders of nations, that they will strive to see that the needs of the poor and the defenceless are provided for. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For those who exploit the poor and rob them of their dignity, that they may turn away from sin and towards Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For all who are worried about the bleak economic situation that God may be close when times are hard Lord in your mercy hear our prayer for those grieving over the loss of a family member in the past year that they may be consoled Lord in your mercy Hear our prayer. For those who support the grieving, that they themselves may be comforted when desolation comes their way. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. For all those we have lost to death, that their hope in God may be rewarded. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer for all our own particular needs, which we remember now. We ask Mary, our mother, and mother of the church to pray with us and for us as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. O God of endless love, in the shadow of your wings we find refuge. Hear the prayers we humbly make through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us and keep us from all evil and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us continue to bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, dear friends, for joining us again to listen to the Word of God and to pray.
We ask you to continue to support our efforts by liking, subscribing and sharing our videos on YouTube and the various platforms. Thank you so much for your continuous support. I wish you and we wish you a peaceful celebration of the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let us finish our prayers like we began. In the name of the Father, Father and, and of the, the Son, and, and of, of the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen.